Thank you for tuning in to the Fly Mastery Podcast, where our goal is to provide tools, resources, and insights that empowers driven individuals to become the masters of their financial independence journey. I'm Peter Donisanu, and today we're going to talk about how inflation can affect your ability to secure your financial independence. We'll begin today's episode by discussing why inflation is like a car driving down a highway. We'll then talk about purchasing power, how a dollar today isn't what it was two decades ago, what's causing inflation to speed up this year, and what role government has played in inflation. Then we'll wrap up our discussion with three action items you may want to consider when it comes to securing your financial independence against inflation. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. Inflation is on a lot of people's minds right now, and for good reason. While we tend to hear about inflation in terms of percentage changes in government reports, chances are that you've likely experienced its real effects in everything from higher prices at the grocery store, gas pump, restaurants, and utility bills. Now, prices change constantly, so why should you care about inflation now? Well, other than the fact that inflation is at a 40-year high, it's crucial to understand that when inflation stays high for a long time, it could potentially erode your ability to secure your financial independence goals if you do nothing to prepare for it today. So, what is inflation? Well, simply put, inflation measures the rate at which prices change for goods and services you spend money on. For example, if a pound of apples costs $1.05 today, when it was $1 a pound 12 months ago, we can say that inflation has caused the price of apples to change by 5% over the past year. Inflation is the rate of change or speed at which prices rise over time. And whether you're aware of it or not, inflation is always around us. The price you pay for things you need or want is constantly in flux. It can rise and fall daily, weekly, or monthly. It's like a car driving down a highway. Sometimes inflation moves along steadily for months or years, like it's on cruise control traveling at the highway speed limit. It can also suddenly speed up over days and weeks when something causes the gas pedal to get hammered down. What truly makes it a matter of concern today is how quickly inflation has sped up and how long it has remained in high gear. Now, inflation matters because the longer it remains in high gear, the fewer goods or services your money will buy tomorrow. Economists call this declining purchasing power. So, for example, a dollar in the late 1990s purchased one gallon of gasoline. Today, with gas prices around $5 per gallon, a dollar today has a fifth of the purchasing power it had two decades ago. Now, a dollar is still a dollar, but it doesn't go as far as it used to, at least for gasoline. And when inflation takes off, you need more dollars to buy the same product compared to a month or a year ago. That's why if you're setting money aside for big ticket purchases or plan to live off your savings sometime in the future, you need to be able to anticipate rising prices. Indeed, understanding purchasing power is essential whether you're socking money away in a 401k to retire later in life or dependent on your savings now to cover retirement living expenses. Now, when inflation goes up and purchasing power goes down, you'll likely need to either save more money today, spend less in the future, or do a little bit of both. Otherwise, you could find your financial independence plans falling short. So what causes inflation to speed up? Well, just like a car needs gas to power its engines and a driver to raise or lower their foot on the gas pedal, 
no one factor causes inflation to accelerate or decelerate over time. Rather, inflation is an interplay between supply or the amount of gas in the gas tank and the demand or the driver's willingness to push down on the accelerator. Now, it's important to note that a full tank of gas won't make the car go fast when there's a cautious driver at the wheel. Likewise, an aggressive driver can only go so far with fumes in the tank. Let's take a look at gasoline, for example. While some may argue that high prices at the pump are related to oil company profits, really, there's more at play here than just pure greed. From a supply perspective, the fact is that economic sanctions on Russia have led to oil shortages in the West. At the same time, key oil refiners have shut down because of fires, needed repair or maintenance. And from a demand perspective, summer is travel season. And as more cars get out on the road and air travel picks up, so does oil usage. So when supply is limited and demand is high, prices tend to go up. Buying a house is another example here of supply and demand. Demand for new homes increased nationally during the pandemic as individuals moved to the suburbs to work from home. Now, it typically takes about a year to build a new house, making supply an issue when hundreds or thousands of individuals are looking to buy a home at the same time. Again, when demand is high and supply is limited, prices tend to go up. Now, some people will blame the government for today's high prices. They'll argue that if the Federal Reserve hadn't increased the money supply by printing trillions of dollars over the past couple of years, or if it had raised rates sooner and Treasury didn't send out stimulus checks, we wouldn't be dealing with high rates of inflation today. Well, to a certain extent, this is a valid argument. Easy central bank policies arguably made it easier for banks to lend money, thus increasing demand from individuals willing and able to make large expenditures like buying a new house or a new car. Stimulus checks also made it easier for people to purchase goods or services they otherwise may not have needed during the pandemic, thus increasing demand at a time with economic lockdowns constrained global supply chains. While this argument makes for a simple explanation, the truth is that the story around inflation is much more nuanced than can be explained by any one government policy. That's because the rise in food and energy prices today arguably has less to do with interest rates or government stimulus than it has to do with supply. While government policies have added to the demand side of the equation, the supply of raw materials and finished goods sourced from around the world is still in short supply. When it comes down to it, it's not just the government's fault. To be sure, we're dealing with a perfect storm of artificially too much money chasing artificially too few goods. So if inflation is seemingly speeding out of control, can't somebody stop it? Well, the truth is that there's only so much the government can do to slow down inflation. Now, the Federal Reserve has raised its policy rate in a bit to slow down demand by making money more expensive to borrow and thus slowing the economy. But with war raging in Ukraine, ongoing COVID lockdowns in China, and other challenges, supply-side issues likely will keep inflation elevated until those issues are resolved. Fortunately, some businesses have raised wages to help workers offset higher living costs. Even so, most firms are not entirely altruistic. They're making up for higher wages by raising the price of their goods and services to the consumer. This behavior could introduce an entirely new complexity to the inflation discussion, but that's a topic for another day. For now, inflation matters because it can affect your ability to maintain your standard of living now and into the future. Now, there's not a whole lot we can do to affect the declining purchasing power of a dollar, but you can mitigate these effects by, 
First, holding enough cash to help you sleep well at night. Second, putting excess cash to work in assets that move with inflation. And third, ensuring that you're saving enough and growing your money enough so that you can make up for declining purchasing power over the years ahead. Now, when it comes to saving enough to sleep well at night, setting cash aside during this time of economic uncertainty is essentially to weathering a financial setback. However, keeping too much cash on hand could leave you with reduced purchasing power of your savings. For example, let's assume that you have $10,000 in a savings account that pays you interest of 1% per year. We'll also assume that inflation averages 5% over the coming year. How much purchasing power do you have at the end of the year? Well, if you said $10,100, you'd probably be wrong. While you earned $100 in interest, inflation reduced your purchasing power by $500, with inflation running up 5% that year. That's why if you want to preserve the inflation-adjusted value of your savings, you'll need to put that money to work in assets that can protect your purchasing power over time. So where else can you put your money to work if a savings account alone won't protect against inflation? Well, consider your investment portfolio. A diversified investment portfolio has historically been shown to be a hedge against inflation. Why is that? Well, a key reason being is that the prices paid for a stock today is often in anticipation of the underlying company's future earnings potential. And with firms today increasingly passing on rising costs to consumers, we expect that corporate earnings have the potential to rise with inflation over the long term. At the same time, bondholders demand a return on their investment that will compensate them for their time, investment risk, and inflation. Now, while stocks and bonds offer a degree of inflation protection, consider holding a mix of these assets in a diversified portfolio to reduce investment risk as well as protect against inflation. And finally, to our earlier point, inflation could leave your retirement savings goals falling short if not adequately accounted for. Indeed, if you want to secure your financial independence when inflation is on the rise, you'll likely need to evaluate whether you need to save more money, reduce your spending in the future, or do a little bit of both. Let's look at an example of how higher-than-expected inflation could alter the size of your retirement savings nest egg. We'll start with a base set of assumptions that at retirement, you'll need roughly $50,000 per year to cover living expenses over the next 30 years. We further assume an average inflation rate of 2% over the next 30 years, along with a 5.5% portfolio return over the same period of time. At this rate, you'll likely need to have saved about $1 million to cover your living expenses if you're spending $50,000 per year adjusted for inflation. So what happens if inflation comes in faster than 2%? Well, if inflation actually turned out to be 4% on average instead of 2% on average over that 30-year period, your million-dollar nest egg could go to zero in just over 20 years instead of 30 years. So to overcome this shortfall, you'd need to either save more money, reduce your retirement spending by $10,000 annually, or delay retiring by six years. That's why periodically revisiting your financial plan and clearly understanding the effects of inflation on your expected future income is essential to maintaining your standard of living and not running out of money in retirement. Make no mistake, inflation can be a serious threat to your financial independence plans as it relates to purchasing power of your savings. If you do nothing to mitigate this inflation threat, you could find that your savings fall short of your desired standard of living later on in life. That's why understanding the effects of rising inflation, 
putting your money to work in productive investments, and formulating a game plan to address declining purchasing power is essential to securing your financial independence goals. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Phi Mastery Podcast. To learn more about our research, visit us at phimastery.com or email us at questions at franklinmadisonadvisors.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity as you pursue your own financial independence journey. Phi Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the investment advisor public disclosures.